Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. Welcome back to Real Estate Investing Abundance. I'm your host, Dr. Alan, and we are delighted to have you with us as we take a look at the importance of personal development for investor success. Tyler Chesser is a real estate investor and entrepreneur, the co-founder and managing partner of CF Capital, and the host of the award-winning Elevate podcast, where he hosts discussions surrounding mindset, mind expansion, and personal development for high-performing real estate investing. Tyler, take us into the show and share a memorable experience that helped you to be who you are today. Alan, man, this is awesome. It sounds like you and I have a lot in common. And first of all, so thank you so much for having me on the show. And first of all, beyond that, I think personal development has been the cornerstone for any sort of success that I've been able to create in my life and any sort of freedom that I've been able to create through this vehicle of real estate investing. So you and I just are really vibrating on the same wavelength there. There's no question about it. In terms of formative experiences, I mean, it's obviously our entire life, I think, unfolds in informative ways, right? Each year has its own theme. And there's many different things that I could go down and talk to you about sort of formative experiences that I've had. But I think most of sort of who we become is shaped by experiences that we had in our childhood. And the reason why I think that is because a lot of times when we're younger, we may not be as enlightened, so to speak, and we may not be conscious of forces that are truly shaping our personality and the way that we see the world. And as I grew up, I was a huge basketball fan. I was a huge, you know, I played basketball every day. I mean, sun up to sundown, if I had the opportunity to do it, I was practicing, I was playing, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about how Michael Jordan was my hero. That was my life growing up. And I played basketball every single day. And it was my goal really to be in the NBA. I wanted to play in the NBA. Looking back, it's I look back with endearment to just my who I was as a kid, just with big dreams like that. And I remember various people in my childhood telling me, well, you're not going to be in the NBA. I mean, let's be honest, you're not going to be in the NBA. And I remember internalizing that kind of observing back towards that experience and thinking, wow, maybe I'm not going to be in the NBA. And I had this big dream and this defiant belief that no question, I'm going to be in the NBA. But when I heard those thoughts, you know, I started to really think about that. And maybe those people are right. And of course, ultimately, I did not make it to the NBA, did not you know, play professional. I didn't play in college or anything like that. And I'm not saying that I would have if those thoughts weren't planted in my mind, but perhaps the world of possibilities was cut off as a result of those sort of limiting beliefs that were supplanted into my mind. So that was certainly a formative experience. And one that I'm super conscious of now is thinking about what seeds am I planting in my own children's mind? I have two, I have twins and they're infants. They're six months old now. And I want to be conscious of saying, look, whatever you want to do is possible. Anything is possible. And that's one thing that I have learned over time is that if we believe, if we conceive and we believe anything is possible, well, then we put ourselves in the world of possibilities for that. And I think if any of your listeners have ever read any Napoleon Hill literature as an example, you know that if you want to create big things, whether it's financially, in your life, otherwise, 
then it all starts with a belief. And to me, that was a very formative experience because of the fact that, you know what, I feel like maybe some world of possibilities were cut off from me because of limiting beliefs that I was surrounded by. And so I think there's many more, but that was a big one for me. Tyler, thanks for sharing that with us. This is certainly a topic near and and dear to my heart. I mean, even to this day, I teach psychology. And I find that so many people limit themselves because of limiting beliefs. And I myself am a prime example of that. I'm not preaching to anyone here because I can look back on my life and significant portions of my life and see that it was the unconscious perception, the automation of just the way that I formed my life without really being conscious of decisions that I was making. I was not conscious of the misperceptions that I held about myself. And I held myself back in multiple, multiple ways. Unlike you, I didn't really have an awakening until I was about 40 years old. And I can look back to that moment, which I often say it was the worst day of my life. And yet at the same time, it was the best day of my life because it changed the whole trajectory of my existence. If those who have a Christian background know what I'm referring to, it was my road to to Damascus moment. And it was like the scales fell from my eyes. And, you know, in the world of, and it isn't a substance abuse issue, but in the world of substance abuse, they call that the hitting rock bottom and we have to hit rock bottom before we go up. That's not necessarily Mm -hmm. true in all instances, but it certainly was that case for me. So coming to that point of awakening, how do we encourage people? How do you find yourself to come to that point of awakening? And how can we do without having to, first of all, hit rock bottom? Well, for me, you know, one thing that I I learned, and so as I kind of became a professional, I started in the corporate world and I ultimately transitioned into being a real estate entrepreneur, which was a bit of a bumpy path for me. And as I started in the real estate world, I became immersed in learning as much as I could. And not only learning as much as I could about the craft or the business or financial aspects, but also learning more about myself because I learned from mentors that it really does come down to your own psychology as well as the psychology of others. And when you understand that markets interact with that very deeply, markets move based on that, you know, success is related to your own psychology as well as the psychology of others. I started to learn a lot about the identity. And one thing that I learned from the man, the myth, the legend, Tony Robbins, is that the most powerful force in the human life is the desire to remain consistent with how we define ourselves. And when I learned that, I went down a rabbit hole and I really, really tried to get immersed into this thing called the identity. And I'm like, what is that? You know, it's like, I'm Tyler, you know, what's what's the identity, right? You're Alan, but what's your identity? And it's this thing that we communicate to ourselves subconsciously. It's what we believe is possible. It's what we believe we're capable of. It's what we believe about ourselves, whether it's physically, whether it's financially, whether it's emotionally, so on and so forth. And it's very interesting because our identity is formed throughout our childhood, throughout our life. And ultimately, we can look back and say, well, wait a minute, when we start to get conscious of this, when we start to observe certain emotions or certain behaviors, certain sabotaging behaviors in certain circumstances, we can say, well, wow, that's really interesting. 
right? That's really interesting that I behave that way. It's really interesting that when I make more money, all of a sudden I'm looking for ways to get rid of it or I'm looking for ways to sabotage my financial resources or wait a minute, I just lost a little bit of weight, but all of a sudden I just noticed that I'm now in the drive through at McDonald's. What's happening? My identity is either telling me it's telling me something, right? So we start to go down this rabbit hole and start to immerse ourselves. Well, why is it that I don't feel that I'm worthy of greater financial resources? Why is it that I feel that I'm not worthy of health, of fitness, right? Of joy, of gratitude, of all of these things. And so then you start to observe, and this is this was my experience as well, is, well, wait a minute, I'm sabotaging myself in these various capacities. And by the way, a great book that I would recommend for the listeners is called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And this was a game changer for me. One of the things that I learned, and there was many different, I guess, exploratory phases for me as, and, and by the way, this is a never ending process. I mean, I'm continuing to uncover things about my identity. And by the way, we're continuing to evolve as people. Every single day, change is the only constant. One of the things that I learned about myself was that I was unconsciously sabotaging greater success because I felt like I was abandoning my family by becoming more successful, quote unquote. And of course, we all define success in different ways. But in real estate, as I was continuing to ascend the ladder, so to speak, continue to grow my portfolio, grow my resources, grow my reputation in the marketplace, I would subconsciously sabotage that growth because I felt like, well, wait a minute, my family never ascended to these type of business levels. So then I would kind of regulate and go downwards. And, you know, you think of the thermometer in your home as the perfect example of what the identity is and what my thermometer said internally was that, well, wait a minute, you've gotten a little bit too warm. So let's kick on the AC. And let's bring the temperature back down because, you know, that allows you to not abandon your family. But when I got conscious of this, I thought, well, wait a minute, that's ridiculous. I'm not abandoning my family. I can serve more people. I can serve them. I can provide more insights, more resources to my family as I continue to grow. So that was just an example that I experienced. But I think it is really interesting. I think the first step for any listener is to really become, first of all, aware that we have this inner voice, this inner dialogue that we may not be conscious of, but we recognize that there are forces that are at play. And it really, they really manifest in the form of emotions. When we feel a certain way, we tend to behave a certain way. We may not be aware of those driving forces, but when we start to become more conscious of that, then we can take steps in the appropriate direction to say, well, wait a minute. If that's the case, if this identity that came out of, you know, maybe it was some foreign experience as a child that now has manifested into, okay, well, this is how I am. This is who I am. Well, wait a minute. If that's not who I want to be, or this is not how I want to behave, then let me choose. Let me choose. But we have to first become aware. And once we choose, then we can say, well, let's construct a new belief. And, you know, there's experiences that I've had from individuals like Dr. Joe Dispenza that have been life changing for me because he is an expert in helping us uncover and become more aware of these type of sabotaging behaviors. And, you know, another great book is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And one of the habits that many of us have is, well, we feel this certain way. And, you know, certainly high performers, we feel stress. We feel fear. We feel all of these things and really what stress really is, it's fear manifesting itself in a high performer. 
And so we start to recognize that and we start to see patterns. We can say, well, wait a minute, where did that come from? And then we can choose, right? We get to choose our beliefs. We get to choose our identity and we can construct that. It's almost like setting a goal. If you want to acquire a certain amount of real estate, it starts with a goal and then it comes down to reverse engineering. And I believe the same is the case with your identity. But I truly believe that the personal development and your identity is the leading indicator towards greater success and a lagging indicator of cash flow, of net worth, of all of these different things. And of course, time freedom and geographical freedom and all of those beautiful things. So I could go on and on because this is one of my favorite topics. In fact, it may be my favorite topic. So I appreciate you letting me riff on this, but that's some suggestions that I might share. Tyler, thanks for sharing those with us here. And you're absolutely right. I mean, I say it was 40, I was 40 when I actually woke up and became conscious. That doesn't mean that, of course, there, there weren't developmental opportunities those first 40 years. And there were certainly things that I was doing to grow and to develop. But I can honestly say at this point in time in my life that I was doing it as in a very pre-programmed sort of way. And I was never really looking at internally and looking at all of those messages that I had received as a child. And you had mentioned all of those messages that you received that you can't do this. You've got to be ridiculous to think that you're going to be an MBA player. When I teach positive psychology, students think, well, we're just talking about thinking positive. And that is not at all what positive psychology is. But positive psychology is actually looking at what it is that helps us to grow and to develop, to be able to develop well-being within our own life and our own circumstances. And even though Freud has gotten a bad name in these last several years, and he did get a lot wrong, but he did bring to Western consciousness this aspect of unconscious processing. And in that aspect, he was really right on the money. So much of what is going on within us is at that very unconscious level. And we're operating from those very early childhood messages that say you can't, you really have to set your limitations. You really can't go beyond this. And when I'm talking with students, that's what I am always reminding them of. And I always ask this question, how often do you actually hear in any given day that was a great job. I admire you. I respect you. You work hard. You are making contributions. Just how often do you hear those positive messages as opposed to the plethora of negative messages that you hear? And not only do you hear those externally, but how often do you tell yourself, I did a great job. I accomplished this task and wasn't perfect. But it was a good job. No, we tell our, we look back on our day and we go, gosh, I could have done that so much better. Oh, I screwed up here. We're sending ourselves these negative messages on a continued basis until we become really conscious of the fact that's what we're doing. We're going to continue to do that. And becoming, and like you said, identity, we spend our life trying to uphold that identity. And it is nothing but a construct. <laughs> There's nothing about our identity that is laid in concrete. We always have the opportunity to be something else. No question about it. 
One thing that I would just add to that, and you've shared that very beautifully. And so I'll try to not sabotage that beautiful share at all here. But what I, one thing that I've observed as well is just even going further. And like, so what we're talking about is kind of micro psychology. And, and I'm trying to basically draw a correlation between macro and microeconomics. And when I think of macro psychology, I think of evolution. And when I go back, when we go back hundreds of thousands or even millions of years and think about humanity and where this brain of ours has come from and where these emotions and where these type of behaviors have come from over time, you know, they've come from our ancestors. Ultimately, what we're talking about is survival. Neg negative thoughts or emotions have been designed to give us the ability to survive and place our genes forward, which ultimately, if you really get down to the basis of humanity, it's about survival and it's about passing those genes forward when we become aware of that then we have more control like what freud said making the unconscious conscious is your first step and so i think the macro and the micro is important for us as investors to understand and as human beings we're talking about living a fulfilling life but also about making positive decisions in our life and understanding that, well, wait a minute, this negative emotion or this negative thought isn't necessarily me, but it came from somewhere. So let me be aware of that. And now let me take more control. Tyler, you've got a lot to offer. And not only as an investor, but as a personal life coach, share with our viewers and listeners what it is that you offer and how it is they can get in touch with you to take advantage of that. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, this is, uh, this is a lot of fun. You know, I think what I do, you know, I really focus mainly on commercial real estate investing. We acquire multifamily communities across the Midwest and Southeast. United States multifamily properties, typically 200 to 500 unit assets. And we invite accredited investors to participate alongside our team. So that's where the main part of my focus is. However, I have been extremely passionate, again, about personal development, about coaching, about really transformation, because I think at the end of the day, as investors, we've got to focus on how we are continuing to evolve not only as human beings, but also in terms of how we're interfacing with our business and how we're making strategic decisions, how we're building systems, how we're optimizing our processes. And so I do offer a one-to-one -one opportunity for investors and folks who are looking to build their own real estate empire, you know, one-to-one -one sort of experience. And it's very limited. I don't have a huge stable of clients. And I say stable because I'm talking to the Steed Talker Capital, you know, principal here. And of course, you are fond of stables yourself. But when I think of, you know, my clients, it's a very limited, very high touch one-to-one -one sort of opportunity for folks to receive an opportunity to transform. And it's a co-creation process. It's not like someone's going to come to me and I'm the sage on the stage and I'm going to give you every single piece of advice. But through this, it's about understanding, well, what is it that you want to accomplish? Where do you want to go? What is it that, what outcomes that you want to create through this vehicle, through this business? And then it's about reverse engineering that, you know, there's been things that I've learned throughout the years, but there's also things that I've learned about humanity is that we are infinitely creative, we're infinitely resourceful, and that we have the ability of doing anything. And it's not about me giving all the answers to someone else. So that's a little bit of a look behind the curtain in terms of what the coaching experience looks like 
with myself. Tyler, you had alluded to this, but the development of wealth is never accidental. I guess you could win the lottery and come up with a whole lot of cash. But from what I've read, most people who win the lottery lose that money within a a year or so. So wealth development is not accidental. How does personal development and tie into financial intelligence? Well, financial intelligence is one of the biggest missing pieces in today's society. I think, and I don't know what the percentage is, and I don't think we could ever find the percentage, but my guess is 95 plus percent of America and the world. And I don't know, I could be completely off on this, but my guess, and this is just by my own anecdotal experiences, is that 95% of humanity has zero or very limited financial intelligence. And I don't know if that's by design or if that's just the set of circumstances that we have in this world, but I think it's holding a lot of people back. And without that financial intelligence, it's very difficult to build real wealth or to truly understand how money works and what you know this all means. So I think you, you do have to understand that financial intelligence is a big piece of this, and it's obviously a cornerstone towards creating wealth. And so that's a critical piece. But I think personal development fits into that. I mean, I think financial intelligence is a cornerstone of personal development. You know, we talked we were talking about identity and psychology and subconscious, the subconscious mind and all of these factors. Of course, that is a cornerstone of personal development as well. But I think personal development is the basis of, you know what, never stop learning. There's always something new to learn. And when it comes down to financial intelligence, Let's say we fall in that 95%. Let's say, well, wait a minute, you know, I don't really know as much as I need to know about money. Well, then guess what? Personal development comes into play here because there's an opportunity for us to learn. Maybe there's a book for us to read. Maybe there's a seminar for us to attend. Maybe there's a podcast for us to listen to. Maybe there's a mastermind for us to engage in. Maybe it's a group coaching course. Maybe it's a coach itself. And so I think that is kind of the basis. The personal development piece is the basis. And it's the thought process of, you know what, I'm never a finished product and there is a horizon. There's never an end goal. There's never, you know, I've never arrived. And there's a gratitude in that to say, you know what, there's always another level for me. There's always another level for me to understand more about money, more about the economy, more about markets, more about my own personal financial capacity and so forth. And so to me, I think that it really starts with, well, wait a minute, I have always some new opportunity to learn, new opportunity to grow. And I think that's the foundational thought process. I totally and completely agree. I hear a lot of times people or I see comments on Facebook and LinkedIn and different things and people are saying, well, we just need to have a financial intelligence or a financial curriculum in high school. People need to know how to balance their checkbooks into budget. And I'm going, that's not financial intelligence. Not that I'm opposed to people learning those things, but that's nothing. And it will not take you to financial independence or the development of wealth. I totally Um, agree. By the way, it's interesting you said that about the lottery, because that goes back to the identity factor as well. You know, let's say you win $200 million in the lottery and you mentioned it. I think it's a very high percentage of and maybe 99% of individuals who, who win, you know, a big windfall like that their identity self-regulates and their sabotaging behavior from a financial perspective or a lack of financial intelligence. So there's a factor of both of those things. So you talk about budgeting and sort of, you know, basic financial functions from a financial intelligence perspective. Yes, it would be better than not to have a foundation of those sort of that sort of understanding. 
but we have to stack on top of that. We've got to continue to grow our understanding. You know, one of the things today that's that's a big factor is we've got crosswinds in every direction from a global macroeconomic perspective. Also, a microeconomic perspective, which obviously there's patterns and it's all interrelated. And it's important for us to understand this. It's important for us to ask questions, learn, dig deeper, read, question. And, you know, I think that's all a part of the process, but that comes back to the personal development piece. So I appreciate this thought process. Enlightened investors, I hope you felt enlightened today from our conversation with Tyler. I've enjoyed it immensely. He's like he said, we have a lot in common in terms of how it is we look at the human psychic and human capacities and abilities. And Tyler has suggested several books that you can look into for your own personal growth and development. One that I'm going to suggest is a simple title. It is called Grit, and it is by Angela Duckworth, and it should be in everybody's library. Tyler, thank you so much for being with us today. Alan, what a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steed Talker Capital, a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steed Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steed Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at steedtalker.com.